0: Welcome to the Vital Dawn podcast for Monday, May 3rd. US equity futures indices are trading higher. So, SP futures are up about 17 points. That is about 42 basis points. Dow futures are outperforming. They're up 175 points. That is about 52 basis points. NASDAQ futures are up about 25 points. That is about 18 basis points. So, strength in US equity futures. The major European indices are trading up about 20 to 30 basis points. Asia generally finished in the red um, pretty much across the board. Just keep in mind, there are a number of major markets closed this morning. So Japan, mainland China, and London are all closed for various different holidays. So it's very, very quiet trading. Um, hard to trust too much um, you know, the futures price action just given very, very thin liquidity right now. Um, so just kind of going through the major news, news items this morning from the macro down to the micro. Uh, nothing all very, nothing controversial really to kind of note in a bunch of economic numbers out today, including the first round of manufacturing PMIs for the month of April. Um, you know, generally I would say they were mixed. Nothing, again, nothing that stands out, um, in either direction. That's really all that controversial. Hong Kong published its Q1 GDP figure this morning, which was very strong. German retail sales for the month of March were also very strong, um, So those are definitely kind of the most incremental pieces of actual macro news, I would say, so far. In a couple of hours, we get the US uh, manufacturing ISM for the month of April, um, which investors obviously will be paying attention to, not just the overall headline figure, but the prices paid component, um, along with the employment component, um, are very much in focus. Um, On infrastructure spending in the US, you have had a lot of articles out over the weekend and then this morning... Um, just kind of giving some background color on the state of negotiations saying how, you know, already within the white house, there's kind of been this modulation of the, um, of, of the initial, um, set of proposals that Biden made as far as the jobs and family act, um, for a variety of different reasons they are already kind of trying to walk back. So there's a very strong desire to have some type of a bipartisan bill. Even if that means breaking up the two pieces of build back better into even smaller, um, smaller sub-bills and trying to pass them on a bipartisan basis. Um, You know, there still is opposition from important centrist Democrats. It's not just Manchin. There are a couple of others in the Senate, too, that are very uneasy with certain pieces of uh, the Build Back Better agenda. And then you also have some members in um, some Democrats in the House that are that are, um, you know, pushing very hard to have the the um, SALT deduction reinstated. And then on the other side of the party, um, on on the on the far left wing side of the party, The White House is coming under pressure to do even more. So the Democrats um, are far from unified. There's far from a consensus within that party as far as how they want to move forward. The rapidly strengthening economy, the vaccine successes also are dampening the political will in Congress to have some type of um, to pass incremental major fiscal bills. So that's another another factor that's kind of impeding the process. Um, And then, you know, it's still over a year and a half away um, or about a year and a half away, but the midterms next year. Um, where you know I think if they were held today, the Democrats would probably lose the House or the Senate. Um, you know I think that's also in the back of the White House's mind as far as how they want to proceed. Um, and that's also kind of informing their desire to have again some type of um, a bipartisan component of build back better pass, if not the entire thing. So for all those reasons, you know you're seeing um, you know I think the risk of enormous tax hikes um, is certainly fading a little bit that's making the market a bit more comfortable. Um, You know, we'll just have to see how all this plays out over the coming weeks and months. You know, I think Memorial Day has kind of been an unofficial deadline. The White House has talked about and other Democratic leaders have talked about how they want to have some type of a consensus, even if it's a very rough one in place about how they're going to move forward, whether it's going to be with some small bipartisan bill initially, and then they try to tackle the other components of build back better later on a more partisan basis, or if they're just going to go completely partisan for everything, um, are you going to try to do two separate bills, mash everything into one giant bill, et cetera, et cetera. So we'll just have to watch how everything plays out. I think, though it is safe to say, um you know, the tax increases won't be anywhere near like what Biden has been proposing um and everything else. is, is very much up in the air right now. Um, nothing all that incremental on Covid. you know, again, this issue kind of is very much fading into the background, especially with regards um, especially for u s. equities. Where the market in the market's mind again, it's it's looking at a landscape that is very much post-COVID, where an economy is kind of very much back to where it stood in in late 2019, Um, and so you know all the various different headlines about stages of reopening and vaccines, et cetera, are just not impacting stocks on the upside to to the extent they were before, Um, and I think that's going to continue going forward. So. Um, that's on the COVID front on monetary policy. Nothing super incremental for this morning. You did have on Friday during trading, Dallas Fed President Kaplan came out and said how he wants to begin the tapering conversation right now. Um, you know, he's, I wouldn't call him necessarily hawkish, but he's certainly on the hawkish end of the policy spectrum right now compared to some of his colleagues. But again, we're coming up on a jobs report this Friday. The streets modeling nearly a million job additions that's coming on back of nearly a million job additions uh, last month. So it's going to be very, very difficult for the Fed to continue to sit there. Um, and it's just how there's no need to even consider the possibility of tapering later in the year. So remember, the Fed is not going to be tapering anytime soon. It's a question of whether or not they want to start having that conversation um, and start conditioning investors to anticipate a slight reduction in bond purchases. So you know, I think that point is approaching Um, If you do see that million, uh, the job additions on Friday come in near where the consensus is modeling, I suspect you'll start to see more Fed officials kind of echo those Kaplan sentiments about just beginning the conversation right now. Um, so those are all the major macro themes for the most part. This morning, like I said, not a whole lot of incremental to really talk about. Um, on the micro front, the only probably incremental thing was the Berkshire earnings, and then the the annual meeting where Buffett spoke over the weekend. Um, you know, a bunch of interesting headlines. Um, I wouldn't, you know, I, I think definitely worth reading some of the highlights. The earnings report was stronger than expected, similar to what we've been seeing from a lot of companies throughout this Q1 season. Um, it's been no surprise. That Q1 results have been spectacular versus expectations. You obviously have not seen that translate into um, you know enormous rallies in certain stocks, but that should not be um, you know an indictment of the season itself, which is very strong. Um, just check out. I published a lot of various different macro pieces over the last several days, including a full summary of Q1 earnings. Um, you know, I look at all the major events catalysts coming up over the coming weeks and months as we kind of move out of the Q1 earnings season, which is definitely now in its latter stages. Last week was the peak week in terms of volumes concerned. Um, and then obviously have the the normal um, Vital Catalyst Watch piece, which looks at all the um, events this week. So just quickly looking out on the calendar um, for today specifically, you have the U.S. manufacturing ISM, like I mentioned before. Um, that is kind of the only major macro event scheduled. And then on the earnings front, you have, um, Estee Lauder this morning on semi also out before the open. Those are probably the two big ones this morning. Um, and then you have Apollo, um, Avis, um, and then a bunch more tonight. But again, we're kind of past the peak as far as, um, the really important companies. Most of the really important companies have already reported for the week overall, um, the jobs you put on Friday is obviously going to be very crucial. You have the BOE, the Bank of England meeting on Thursday. So the BOE could become the second major central bank after the Bank of Canada to formally taper um, its kind of pandemic era asset purchases. So again, at the margin, you're seeing monetary policy get dialed back very, very, very slightly. It's still extremely accommodative, um, but directionally, at least, it's it's moving in a, in a, in a hawkish direction. Um, And then you have, you know, again, it's another busy week at Vernings, but, uh, you know, the really important companies were definitely um, past most of them. So that is everything for this morning. Thank you, everyone, for listening.